This presentation is from UX Australia 2015, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. Okay, hi everyone. This is Split Testing Like a Boss, add another arrow to your quiver. Uh, my name is Carl, I'm the director of Trigger, which is a split testing company based in Melbourne. And by the way, this talk is a really nice corollary to that first one, which is about don't worry about sucking, it's just better to get in and make it happen, which is my message as well. So, you are UX designers. You have many sweet skills. Visual design skills, information architecture skills, usability skills. Actually, I could use this image for all of them, I think. Information architecture skills, user interface design skills. The point is, is that UX is a very diverse and multidisciplinary field, but I'm going to submit that you add one more arrow to your already considerable quiver, which is quantitative split testing, which is often not really considered to be part of the UX field, but I think it should be. Now, generally, uh, at the beginning of a web project, the UX designer is wheeled in, and they conduct various activities, such as contextual inquiry, card sorting, user interviews, and other things that involve post-it notes. They take all those activities, and they take all the learnings, and then those learnings inform, involve, uh, inform how the product is built and delivered. Uh, then the website is built, and then they walk away. Okay, they don't walk away. There's plenty more for them to do. But generally, in a lot of situations, and especially in agencies, they consider that the, the, the qualitative stuff ends when the project is delivered. What I'm going to be submitting is that after the website is delivered, you can use these new techniques to further optimize the performance of the website. So I think, actually, I, I shouldn't, I keep on calling it uh, split testing, and oddly enough, UX designers don't tend to know that term. They all call it A-B testing. So A-B testing, I think you all know what A-B testing is, but just to give you a, a, a four-slide crash course, um, it, it comes down to showing different experiences to different people and then measuring the difference. So if you've got a green buy now button and 50% of users see that, and they convert at 1.1%, and then the other 50% of users see the orange buy now button and that converts at 1.5%, the users who see the orange buy now button are 36% more likely to convert. And so we show the orange buy now button to everyone, and then it rains green. <laughs> and what this adds to your already impressive skill set is quantitative research, continuous improvement, and most importantly, verifying your findings and recommendations in a controlled environment. Now you may be thinking, should I really be spending my time doing something that could be better handled by someone else? And this is a valid question. Uh, generally, the person who this will end up falling to is the marketer. If you've not seen a marketer before, they look exactly like this. Um, <laughs> Now, in one sense, these people are really well positioned to be doing this kind of thing because they deal with messages and markets. But I think the UX designer is probably better positioned to be handling it. After all, you've already done the research, you already understand the users, and you probably already have lots of questions that you want answers to. And when it comes down to it, basic split testing is far superior to no split testing. And if there isn't someone who has the balls to just get in there and make it happen, then it might not happen at all. And so I'm going to show you some super-duper, fast, easy things that absolutely anyone can do. So let's talk about low-hanging fruit. Um, I'm not going to be suggesting that you can or should be doing all the testing. No, no, that would be far too complicated. That's what we need consultants for. <laughs> I'm just going to be saying that there are, uh, there's a certain class of tests which are super-duper fast and easy and that anyone can do. And I will put the tests into broadly into these four categories. 
changing headlines or copy, removing elements, page redirects, and swapping elements. And so now we'll go through those one by one. So first of all, changing headlines or copy. So we may think that UX Australia is a bit of a vanilla headline, and maybe we may want to change that to a conference for legends and see how that goes. Um, and if we see that the 50% of the people who get the weird headline spend longer on the page, that means the headline's kind of weird, so they're more likely to read the copy. Removing elements. So we may think that the news uh, panel on the right-hand side is distracting users from the body content. So we can just remove that element for 50% of people, and if they spend longer on the site or see more pages per visit, then we can surmise that that was better for the user experience. Page redirects. As it sounds, it's redirecting them from one page to another. So if we looked at the web analytics for UX Australia and we saw that of all the people who landed on the home page, a vast majority of them were going straight to the conferences page, um, well, then our hypothesis is pretty clear. If we just redirect 50% of them straight there, they're getting to their conversion goal faster and it helps the user experience. Now, swapping elements. I've put together a nice little video where I actually run through creating a test end-to-end -end so you can see how easy it is. Um, so I'm going to be removing, uh, swap, swapping around one of the elements on the page. So I've just set the URL that the test will run on, and now it'll take about eight seconds to load. And then the page loads up. I select the image that I want to change around. And then I find image of a cat on my hard drive and click Save. And next I'm going to set the metric for this test. And so the main thing that I'm concerned with tracking is people clicking on the cat. So you just click on the image, you create the JavaScript event, which will become the main measurable goal for the test, click OK, click Close, click Start. That took 48 seconds. That was the whole thing, end to end. So, technically, getting it on the road. It's pretty darn easy. It's pretty much the same as installing Web Analytics. It's a single snippet of asynchronous JavaScript, which goes on every single page. It can be added to the HTML hardcode, or it can be inserted via a tag manager if you have one, so it is seriously fast. So my question to you is, why wouldn't you do your own split testing? I've already proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's extremely fast and it's extremely easy. <laughs> but it's also scientific, it's accountable, and it prevents pointless arguments. That's one of the best upsides, is that you don't have to stand around arguing over where the headline should be, how big it should be, should their butt be there, should there be a call to action, blah, blah, blah. It's tedious, it's time-consuming, and it also kind of strains the relationships when you have to get down each other's throats around these little tiny things that really you can just go, eh, we'll test it, and just chuck it on the pile. So it's a great political tool. Now you may be thinking, I don't know, it still sounds kind of difficult, hombre. Well, it's not. Two of the main uh, testing platforms out there use a point-and-click WYSIWYG, as we saw before, so there's no coding knowledge required. And they usually provide the statistical output as well. So no statistical knowledge, no analytical knowledge. Um, would those things be preferable? Of course they would. And for the complex tests, then you will in a consultant. <laughs> you may be thinking, not sure if I've got time to wait for a test to finish. Well, maybe you've got a point on this one. So probably the main downside to testing is the quantities of traffic and therefore time required to get a result. A normal test protocol is that you'd want a test to run for about two weeks. Um, and you'd need to get about 200 conversions per variation to see a good result. That's about 30 conversions per day. Now, if you're thinking that your site doesn't get 30 conversions per day, fret not, because a conversion doesn't have to be a purchase or a lead. It can be whatever you want it to be. You can set the conversion goal which works for your site. So if you don't get 30 conversions in that period of time, then you could make your conversion goal people clicking on something or getting to a particular page. 
Um, if you don't get enough of those, you can change, move the goalposts again and make it people just not bouncing from the site. So you can weigh out the numbers and see what you can get and then figure out what you can plausibly run within that period of time. And if you're still thinking, I don't think this is necessary, well, to that I would have to respectfully disagree. Um, testing, split testing by isolating a single variable and holding all others constant is the only way that you can tie a single variable change on a website to a fixed, definite, usability metric outcome. So there you have it. Uh, another arrow for your quiver. I hope you dug it. Um, go out there and do some damage. And uh, please hit me up if you have any questions. I love talking about this stuff. Thanks for listening. Stick around for Davide. I used to work with that guy. We hope you liked this presentation from UX Australia 2015. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.